0: Managing risk and protecting your profits on a dairy farm isn't always easy, but it's becoming increasingly more important to have a good understanding of milk markets to better protect your profits through more frequent volatile periods. Welcome to the Protecting Your Profits podcast, a brief monthly update where I will take a deeper dive into topics or trends that will help you better understand milk markets and risk management. I'm Zach Myers, Risk Education Manager for the Center for Dairy Excellence. Let's see what's happening this month. Good afternoon, everyone. We'll go ahead and get started with today's webinar. Um, I'm Zach Myers, Risk Education Manager for the Center for Dairy Excellence. Thank you for taking the time to join our Protecting Your Profits webinar today. If you have any, uh, uh, if you have any questions, please uh, type them in the chat box, and uh, I'll answer those as soon as you, as soon as I get a chance to. Uh, also, we're live streaming on Facebook, so if there's any questions on Facebook, we'll monitor that as well and, uh, and hope uh, and, and answer those uh, in a timely fashion as well. My goal today, as, as usual, is to, uh, is to provide an overview of the current dairy market and to, um, to review risk management opportunities. This is all public information. And while I may express some imp- opinions, these are, are not recommendations. With that, the normal agenda here with the addition at the bottom, I've uh, got a few slides to wrap up 2021, the final, all the final numbers in are in for milk cow, milk production, dairy cow numbers, and licensed dairy numbers. We'll have a few slides of that at that end to, to report how 2021 ended and and, uh, uh, where we're looking at going forward. So with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the initial part. On uh, milk production, February milk production uh, at 17.515 billion pounds, the U.S. milk production was down about 1% year over year. Uh, February was the fourth month in a row that the U.S. experienced a reduced year-over-year production. U.S. cow numbers, U.S. cow numbers um, were down year-over-year for the fifth month in a row uh, to 9.37 million head, but it was the first month since last May to show a month-over-month increase in cow numbers of about 3,000 head. Milk production per cow was Virtually the same as a year ago at uh, 1,869 pounds per cow, which is equivalent to about 76.7 pounds per lactating cow per day, making the reduction in cow numbers the reason for the total production slide. Pennsylvania cow numbers are down about 7,000 ahead from last year. Milk output per cow was up about uh, half a pound to 69.4 pounds per cow, or about uh, 1,690 pounds per lactating cow per month. It was not enough to offset, uh, not enough of an increase to offset the drop in cow numbers. As a result, February Pennsylvania milk production was down about 7 million pounds to 791 million pounds total. So uh, the butter, February dairy product stocks won't be released until today at 3 o'clock, so we'll just we'll skip over that for now and, and keep moving forward. Dairy product prices at $2.64 per pound. February butter price is about $1.35 higher than last year, and it's considerably cheaper uh, than the global dairy trade price and the EU butter price. Cheese price is up about $0.39 compared to last year and is also a discount compared to the global dairy trade price at $2.67 and the EU price of $2.34 a pound. And at $1.86 per pound, nonfat dry milk is $0.75 more than last year, slightly lower than the global dairy trade price of $1.95 and then slightly higher than the EU price of $1.68. Oceania and the European Union are both experiencing year-over-year decreases in milk production, production. and of course, couple that with declining production here in the U.S. or, uh, uh, or a slowing of growth, depending on what month you look at, you have a recipe for higher dairy product prices and ultimately higher milk prices that we're seeing reflected in the futures market. On the January, on the production product production side, the January, the latest information that's been released, uh, January butter production was down about 14 million pounds compared to last January to 195 million pounds. January cheese production was up 3% or about 32 million pounds to 1.2 billion pounds. Then on the powder side, uh, nonfat dry milk was down 27 million pounds compared to last year to 171 million pounds. If you're following along, in the slide deck I sent last night, note that the butter information is is correct. Uh, The information, the butter information on the screen currently is is the correct information. Butter disappearance was up 16% uh, to 179 million pounds due to large increases in domestic use and exports. At 486 million pounds, American cheese disappearance was up 4%, about 4% cost of increased domestic use and again exports. The next 699 million pounds other style cheese disappearance was more than three, up more than 3%, driven by increases in domestic use and exports as well. Of these four categories, milk powder was the only one to, to uh, experience a decline in disappearance. Um, Milk powder disappearance was down about 5% to 207 million pounds, driven by decreases in both domestic use and exports. On the milk price side, Class Three milk futures for the next 12 months were up $1.70 compared to this time uh, last month to average $23.16 based on March 18th closing prices. Class three peaks in June and July at 24.19, then falls into the 20 to the 21s, the upper 21s by early next year. The current class three 12-month average price is $6.44 more than the five-year average of $16.72 per hundredweight. weight. Class four price peaks at $24.95 in May and stays in the 24s until November and then drops to the upper 21s by early next year the class 4 12 uh, month average increased to, to $24.18 a hundredweight this is a dollar and 8 cents more than last month and is $8.86 more than the uh, 5 year average price of 15.32 So looking at exports, uh, January exports were down about 3%. This is uh, the second month in a row to have a year over year decline with a total of uh, 156,448 metric tons of milk solid equivalents leaving the U.S. borders. Um, This, even though uh, total volume was down uh, with the increased uh, product prices Uh, Value was 586 million, which is up 16% year-over-year, about um, $81.5 million more than than last year. And again, this is uh, increased exports and higher value products largely contributed to the increased year-over-year value. And then dairy products are in tight supply across the world due to decreased milk production, uh, which of course bolsters the overall dairy product prices. Now, on the risk management side, uh, the January margin was announced at uh, $11 is $0.54 cents a hundredweight, which, of course, does not trigger an indemnity. The February margin will be announced Monday, March um, 31st. Actually, it's uh, supposed to be Thursday, I believe, is March 31st. Supplemental DMC and, and 2022 DMC enrollment are open for two more days. Uh, so by the end of the day, Friday, if you want to consider your margin coverage, you need to Go to the FSA. So, just looking at some quick uh, uh, projections for the the year as of um, uh, as of uh, um, I guess these are uh, March 11th is the last time the the um, um, DMC decision tool online DMC decision tool was updated, uh, and at that time the if you'll look here the average feed cost is thirteen dollars and forty nine cents. And uh, with the projected US all milk price of $24.23 for an average projected DMC margin of ten seventy-four. dollars 74 So uh, uh, just keep in mind that for, for reference, every 50 cent increase in corn price decreases the DMC margin by 54 cents. Every $50 per ton increase in soybean meal reduces the margin by 37 cents. And every $50 increase in the alfalfa hay price reduces the margin by 68 cents. And of course, milk price is dollar for dollar, whether it goes up or goes down, it it affects the margin dollar for dollar. So there's, there's significant concern that feed prices could increase beyond what they're currently projected. Um, so right now at an average feed cost of $13.49, the 9.50 DMC margin coverage provides the U.S. all milk price for of $22.99 a hundred rate. So 13.49 plus 9.50 equals that 22.99. So any combination of rising feed costs and falling milk prices results in a margin decrease, that results in a margin decrease of more than $1.24, uh, then uh, uh, the DMC could start triggering payments this year. Of course, I understand that nobody wants to spend money. They don't need to, uh, but 15 cents is cheap insurance for 5 million pounds of production. If you spend the 15 cents on DMC, you may end up spending a little money necessarily, unnecessarily this year, but it protects you from potentially losing so much more than that by setting a floor for your milk. Uh, thir- a nearly twenty-three dollar milk floor is 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 a pretty high floor to set for just fifteen cents a weight. So again, I encourage you to consider that, and if you haven't already, um, if you haven't already uh, enrolled in DMC or or applied for supplemental dairy coverage in addition to that, uh, please consider doing that by the end of the day, Friday. So moving on to dairy revenue protection, uh, these prices shown are uh, based on the uh, March 18th closing prices. So 100%, uh, 100% uh, um, class 395% price protected floor can be set from a low of 1846 in the third quarter of next year um, uh, to a high of $22.84 in the third quarter uh, of this year for an average price of 64 cents a hundredweight. The floor prices for uh, third quarter 22 through two, second quarter 2023 are all uh, in the 100th percentile of their respective quarterly five-year average prices with uh, the uh, quarter three 2023 protected price in the 80th percentile. So still um, uh, historically high. And on the class uh, four side, uh, 100% class four, 95% price protected policies can be purchased to set floors from a low of 1838 and quarter three of next year up to $23.53 and quarter three of this year for an average price of 78 cents. The price floors for class four are all in the 100th percentile of their um, respective five-year average quarterly prices. Another class three and four premiums are expensive, however, I would encourage you to look at the net floor price the program sets. Using the fourth quarter, uh, as an example, a class three policy sets a net price floor of $21.79 minus 65 cents or uh, $21.14 as the floor. And, the class, and a class four policy sets a net price floor of $22.71 minus the 88 cent premium to equal 21.83. So as long as producer price differentials stay near where they are currently, you're looking at a milk price floor of around $23 a hundredweight. So maybe look, look at protecting a portion of your quarterly production at these premium prices because it does set relatively high price floors. And then and relating back to to DMC, uh, these DR premiums should make DMC look even more attractive for at least that first 5 million pounds of production history. Dairy margin coverage basically sets the same floor for a fraction of the cost. So uh, again, I consider DMC before before, uh, Friday. So currently uh, Q2 uh, 2022 policies ended last week on the 15th, so currently quarter three 2022 to quarter three 2023 policies will be available uh, for sale uh, through June 15th of this year. So just real quick, some stats here, about 36 billion pounds of milk has been covered in uh, 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 by about 2,500 policies in the U.S. And none of these policies have, have been indemnified yet. In Pennsylvania, 463 million pounds of milk have been covered and uh, a few more than uh, uh, 100 policies, again, with no no policies indemnified. So before we end today's webinar, I'd like to go through a few slides to wrap up uh, and report 2021 final numbers. There's some good and some bad, uh, so let's uh, uh, take a take a look. So looking at uh, uh, US and comparing that to Pennsylvania cow numbers, in the US increased, excuse me, about 0.6% to 9.448 million head milk per per cow also increased slightly, um, which the new average standing at 23,948 pounds per cow per year. Total milk production across the country was uh, just over 226 billion pounds, which is up a little more than a percent. And then sticking with the current trend um, of uh, uh, declining licensed dairy, the number of uh, U.S. dairy farms decreased by 5.7%. Uh, to, uh, uh, we're about 1800 dairies to finish the year with 29,858 dairies in the country. Consolidation continued across the country with the herd size improving 20, the national herd size improving by 20 cows per dairy which represents an increase of 6.4% or 316 cows per per dairy across the country. Pennsylvania uh, cow numbers uh, ended the year at 474,000, which is uh, about 2% down compared to 2020. Milk per cow uh, increased slightly to 21,338 pounds per cow per year. Unfortunately, this is still over 2,600 pounds less than the national average. Total milk production across the state uh, declined by about 2% as a result of of the declining the reduced number of dairy cows to 10.1 billion pounds total. And then uh, Pennsylvania lost 230 230 dairies last year, 4.2% to end the year with 5,200 dairies across the Commonwealth. Consolidation uh, also uh, happened in Pennsylvania, although to a smaller extent. Um, the, the herd size in Pennsylvania increased by two cows uh, uh, over the course of twenty twenty one to average ninety one cows per dairy. So, moving into some of the the information, there's there the next few slides will be the the. Uh, um, Talking about the top 10 on certain statistics that we'll go through, there's two things I'd like to point out on this slide. Texas and New York swap spots with Texas becoming the fourth largest dairy state in terms of total production uh, with New York dropping to number five. Likewise, uh, Minnesota and Pennsylvania swap spots with Minnesota firmly in seventh place, dropping Pennsylvania to eighth. The top seven dairy states were able to increase production through 2021 with uh, number eight, nine, and ten uh, all losing production relative to the to 2020. So in the next few slides I will leave the states in the order of the most least milk production and you can see the ranks in the next few categories going down. So to start with the top 10 in milk production per cow Seven of the top 10 dairy states were able to increase milk production per cow last year, with Michigan, New Mexico, and Washington the only ones that lost ground. However, even with Michigan's slight decrease, they are still number one with 27,102 pounds of cow per year, which for state average I think is is pretty astounding. This is uh, nearly 2,000 Uh, less than the second highest of the top 10, which is number three, Idaho, with 25,172. Colorado actually ranks number two with 25,966, but uh, in terms of total milk production, they rank 13th, so don't make this list. Pennsylvania ranks 30th in the country in milk per cow at 21,338 and represents a huge opportunity in in Pennsylvania uh, to to, um, uh, um, increase milk per cow. Uh, Yes, I understand additional milk per cow can cost more, but in general, more efficient cows are are more profitable. Wisconsin experienced the largest increase in production of the top 10 that resulted in them springing from the uh, ranking 11th to sixth in the nation in terms of milk per cow. And is partially responsible for the 3% growth in milk production uh, last year seen in the previous slide with increased cow numbers, uh, the other contributing factor that we'll see on the next slide. Six of the top 10 dairy states were able to grow their herd through 2021. Texas at number five experienced the most growth of the top 10 dairy states, increasing cow numbers by 27,000 head or a uh, 4.5% uh, compared to 2020. This is the primary reason Texas was able to surpass New York for the number four spot in terms of total milk production with slightly better milk uh, production per cow than New York also contributing. Pennsylvania lost 8,000 head compared to 2020 while Minnesota grew its herd by 13,000. So Minnesota's growth in cow numbers, plus better production per cow, is is why Minnesota was able to surpass Pennsylvania as the seventh largest milk-producing state. New Mexico, which has been growing for several years, experienced uh, the largest decline of the top ten dairy states, losing 12,000 head, or about three and a half percent of its herd. Herds. Uh, um, as previously mentioned, Wisconsin herd grew by 1.2% or 15,000 head to help milk production per cow increase Wisconsin's total production by over 3%. So for total number of dairy licensed dairies left, all top all top of all 10 of the top dairies lost dairy farms through 2021, uh, with New Mexico losing the largest percentage of dairies at 14%, which represents 20 dairies lost across the state. And is why uh, they lost the largest percentage percentage of cow numbers in the country as seen in the previous table. Wisconsin, for at least the third year in a row, lost the largest number of dairies with the to- in across the country with total dairies falling by uh, uh, 340. Uh, dairies to finish the year with 6,770. Pennsylvania lost an additional 4% of its dairy farms last year, uh, which uh, equates to 230 dairies ending the year with uh, 5,200. So, if you're following along in your slides, this is a new slide I, I created this morning. So I found it interesting. Uh, so, it's not in your slides if you're following along, but uh, Herd consolidation continues to be evident across the country with nine of the top 10 dairy states experiencing growth in herd size. New Mexico, despite losing 14%, or maybe because it lost a large portion of its dairy farms, had the largest increase uh, in herd size um, across the country. Herd size in in, uh, uh, New Mexico increased by 12% or uh, an additional 293 cows per uh, dairy last year. Pennsylvania is currently ranked as having the 39th largest herd size in the country. However, consolidation is occurring here too with slight increase of nearly 3% or two cows more per dairy. So uh, some inter- interesting information here. And with that, that uh, is all I have for you uh, this this afternoon. The next Protecting Your Profits call will be April the 27th at noon. And um, I'm looking for our. I haven't nailed down a guest speaker, but I'm looking for a guest speaker to be here next month. So uh, look for that information in the coming weeks. And with that, if there's any questions, I'd be certainly happy to try to answer them. Okay, well, I don't see any in the chat box and uh, nobody's speaking up. So uh, with that, thank you again for joining today's Protect Your Profits webinar. And I look forward to uh, speaking with you again next month.